What's up, everybody? I'm Justin Maytat, and I'm here with my sister, Melissa Matak. Hey, everybody. And we are Room 51, a podcast where we talk all things board gaming. Today, we're joined by a special guest. It's my other sister, who says her last name correctly, our branding designer for Room 51, Eileen Maytat. Hello, everyone. I just want to say none of us say our last name properly, so don't even. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that, that's true, but let's not get into that. Let's keep it PG-13. All right, so no, <laughs> let's keep it PG. Let's keep it PG. <laughs> let's keep it G, baby. All right, what? All right. I'm sorry. I find myself a little funny sometimes. It's okay. I'm not that funny, though. Now, um, so what we're doing is the meet the team, where we're meeting the different team members of Room 51. And a big member of Room 51 is our branding designer. Eileen Maytat. So Eileen, can you tell us a little bit on how you got into the hobby of board gaming? Uh, so you and Melissa used to play video games all the time. We used to play board games like when we were younger. And then I think Melissa really got super into the hobby and dragged us down with her. I think that's about how it went. Um, it dragged you up. Yes, yeah. obviously. Um, and so then from there, I guess I just started getting into like more tranquil games and cooperative games. I think I don't like who I am in competitive games. And so I tried to. <laughs> I don't like what it does to me. Um, and then in terms of what I do for the team, um, uh, I think Melissa came to me with this idea of like Room 51 and making podcasts and having this whole brand and so asked me to do the logo design for it. So as an undergrad, I studied graphic design and that's what I thought I would be doing with my life. Um, but then I realized that it's not really like professionally like what, what I wanted to do with my career, but I still like to have that like in my back pocket to do these different things with graphic design, like creating logos for Melissa when she needs a logo. <laughs> um, You've even made me a logo for my like side business that hopefully becomes a real business one day, but who knows? This is true. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like I'm always coming to Eileen for pretty much any of these graphic design things. I'm like, I have an idea. Eileen, go make it. <laughs> Yeah. And then Eileen comes back to me and I'm like, hmm, let's try something else. <laughs> and I probably annoy the heck out of her, but uh, that's okay. No, It's honestly a great thing to have in your back pocket kind of thing. Like just whenever you have an idea, because no matter what you, if you're starting any kind of business or anything, just any idea, it's so nice to have a graphic designer looking at it. Even if they're not making you a logo, they're still you know, they have these, what, I guess what your courses did was really instilling you like these different, what's a good practice when designing something like this. And I mean, it's super beneficial and truthfully some board names and even probably have used the set and set of eyes from a graphic <laughs> designer for like the symbology that was being used and things like that. Like, for yeah. sure. Yeah. I think that, um, I've definitely made a handful of really terrible designs. Um, <laughs> But like just kind of being an observer in the world and being able to point out like what's good design and like how to effectively communicate visually um, 
and in board games, especially board games that have heavy symbology in them, it's really important. And also like when you think about inclusivity, right? If someone's colorblind, how do you include them in the game? Um, or even just thinking about like diversity and, and um, including everyone, right? How do we design games that visually communicate everyone's welcome to play? Yeah, that's a really good point. I really like that as well. Um, especially as board games are growing and larger and larger, I think. I mean, we're, we're getting tons and tons of new board games every year. Uh, and yet we kind of have the same type of people being represented in the games. Uh, and it's very widely thought of as uh, a certain type of person, like white male dominated area, right? And it's not true. Lots of people like to play. We've been speaking a lot about this on our podcast actually lately, uh, just in terms of there being a diverse group of people who want to play board games. Uh, and I think that board games now are starting to really think about it uh, and, and be inclusive for other people. But yeah, I think that's true where it kind of comes back to graphic design even in a way where it's like, yeah, let's make our game seemingly welcome and actually make it welcoming <laughs> to people yeah. uh, who yeah. want to play. It, it starts with the game. If the game itself doesn't feel welcoming, you, right there, you just lost them. You know? Right. <laughs> like, cool. And Eileen, so you designed our Room 51 logo what uh, what were you thinking about? Because I know a lot of times when uh, people are making logos and whatever it might be, the graphic designer has some sort of uh, thought process as to what they're trying to symbolize, what they're trying to represent. Uh, what were you trying to accomplish with our logo? Yeah, that's a great question. I think I started out not really knowing what to to do with it so I had like a bunch of thumbnail sketches a lot of them were really terrible and so I was trying to think about what would communicate playing a game without being like your cheesy typical cliche like have some dice on there and like have your like typical things that that go into what you might imagine a board game logo would have um and so I shifted from having these dice to kind of narrowing it down to the D4. Um, and I liked the structure of the pyramid. I think having um, a D6 sometimes feels like, like gambling, like, like that kind of mentality or that path. Um, and so I kind of shifted to something different to have the, the D4. And I know that, it's a D4, so there are four numbers in it. But the idea of like a pyramid and then like kind of also thinking about a triangle, so like compressing it down to its, I don't know, fundamentals. Um, and thinking about the three of us and, and thinking about like a triangle has its three sides. Um, so I know that's kind of a stretch, but there's like some connections there in terms of having like a solid structure. Um, the D4, and then also the three of us. Um, and then you came up with the name Room 51, and I think in your introduction podcast segment, uh, you kind of explain where that came from. So I was also toying around with different ideas um, in terms of how it relates to like the origin of the name. Um, I think eventually I let that go, 
but I was really thinking about like clean structured design. Um, I think also just generally speaking, when I think about doing designs, I'm not really, um, I don't know how to say it, like, like an edgy, like designer. I'm, I'm more like kind of clean cut, um, simplistic designs. Um, so kind of taking things and, and bringing it down to its basic, like core essence. Um, and then blue because it's my favorite color. <laughs> and yeah. <laughs> uh, awesome. It is my favorite color too. Mine as well. <laughs> yeah, go. I think this is where we differ too, because I'm definitely more like even in our artistic styles, uh, I'm definitely the edgier one when it comes to that stuff. I'm very like bold colors and let's try this abstract looking thing, you know? Uh, but yours is very, your art style is very like, quaint and like we're just gonna get right to the point here whereas i i'm like look at me <laughs> in my art stuff and i also i also really like the logo and just i like that the just having a logo that the team is able to just you know look at and be like yeah that's us mm -hmm. that, that's something like about just having a logo in general that i really liked and so I think that's just made me grown to like the Room 51 logo that we have a lot. It's something that I very much like look at and be like, yep, that's the team I'm a part of. I do podcasts for Room 51. Like, So, yeah. Yeah, that is an interesting point, too, in just terms of um, what a logo does uh, for somebody who's a part of it. It's like, yeah, like I'm a part of that. I'm, I'm, part, I'm a part of creating what this logo will ultimately mean right and represent yeah. uh which is very very cool absolutely and with that let's get into something so we've been doing three for threes with most of the team uh and we're going to continue to do that but for this one specifically we're going to do something a little bit different because we are three siblings and uh we don't have any other siblings but so it's just the three of us so we wanted to uh talk about our horror stories growing up revolving around gaming and uh the insanities that we have done to each other through uh board gaming uh just because we grew up together we as eileen was speaking about earlier uh of how we used to play games together and all that and that's really where a lot of our love for the hobby emerged just because this is what something we were we had been doing, but there was also a lot of arguments and growing up involved along the way. So without further ado, let's talk about our horror stories growing up revolving board games. And who would like to start? I feel like my story might be a good lead in. Do it. I'm not sure. All right. So I'm the baby of the family. You know, I mean, of the family. Yeah. So not only am I the youngest of the three of us, of all of our cousins, everything, I'm the baby. Like, I've, I'm the youngest. Until now, some of our cousins are having babies, and they want to, like, steal my thunder and whatnot, but that's fine. <laughs> uh, I've allowed it. I've come to accept it. But with being the baby, and I think this is something that probably I wouldn't be surprised is common among younger siblings, is... Uh, I used to just lose everybody's things all the time. I lost my own things all the time. And 
I think it was like my, my like fifth or sixth birthday. And I mean, Melissa just hated that I was losing her things. <laughs> she did not like that. She hated that. Because she was super bad. Even at when we were little, man, with her board games, it was always don't lose anything. Don't like, don't damage anything. Don't lose anything. Don't damage anything. And it was probably actually more like my seventh birthday. I don't know what birthday it was. I was little. And she said, and I really wanted to play with this like little Lego game that she had. And for, she would never let me because she knew I would lose all of it. And for a half hour for my birthday, she let me play with it. Right. So I was so, so nice. I it was so, so sweet of her. So sweet of her. I was so hyped. At the end of the half hour, she comes down to like take it back. And I mean, every, like half of it was missing, something like that. <laughs> and she was just, <laughs> she was in like dismay. Like, there was a disbelief. Of Whereas for me, I was just like, dude, that's what happens. Like things, things don't miss it. So, I don't know. I don't know. I thought I'm giving you everything. So yeah, so that's kind of like my, uh, story that I thought about of, I just I was being like you know a little, a little bit of a stinky little brother losing your things, but that's that's one that kind of sticks out for me. Do you know what game was? Because I I have no memory of this. Do you know was, what game this was? It was some sort of Lego-y thing, and the thing is like so I was little, so I might have thought of it as a game, but it wasn't oh. a game. Like it might have just been a Lego setup, but to me it looked <laughs> like a game. Okay. That's the I thing, because I was little. Like, I might, I might have thought it was a game, even if it wasn't a game. Huh. Yeah, so it's not per. it might not be perfectly correlated into the board gaming one, but it's still gaming, at least for me it was. <laughs> so, yeah. All right. Well, you know what? I'm going to actually build off of that. I'm going to go next, because mine also has to do with something about losing stuff. Um, so, we... When we were younger, we used to play Clue a lot. We loved Clue so much. We would just play that all the freaking time. And then eventually, somebody gave us Clue Jr., which I guess, now that I think about it, it's sort of like the step down. Like, we already understood Clue. We didn't need Clue Jr. Yeah, that's odd. But we were hyped. I mean, we were like, what? There's a Clue junior we're, we're just thinking like oh cool like a different version of the game it's gonna be even better somehow it wasn't but uh so we were we were excited i guess as we were starting to play maybe we realized that it wasn't anything different from regular clue and it was probably a little less than what regular clue was and what we were looking for was more right we wanted more from clue so we decided to take clue jr and by we i mean me i <laughs> decided by the way i'm the oldest so a lot of what i was saying sort of happened right? <laughs> whatever i said we were going to do is what we did <laughs> uh just being the <laughs> oldest <laughs> yeah, we um, didn't have much of a backbone <laughs> <laughs> i had great ideas you wanted yeah. to enough uh-huh <laughs> so I, I had the brilliant idea of like, well, what if we turn the whole place, like our home, into Clue, right? So we took the Clue Junior pieces, and I was like, okay, Eileen, you could go ahead and you could hide the different pieces, like the person of who done it, 
with what weapon, where, all that stuff, right? You're going to hide it around the house. We'll make it like uh, the whole atmosphere now. We're in Clue, right? We're, we're going to investigate and everything. It went really well in my head how this was going to go. So Eileen, <laughs> uh, she says to me, I have no idea how old we were, but she took the pieces, she goes around, she hides everything. So now me and Justin, we're going around trying to uh, crack the case. And we cannot, for the life of us, find some of these pieces. And we're like, what the heck? Like, we're, we're looking all over the place. And we're like, all right, I give up, Eileen. You win. Like, where are the pieces? And she didn't remember. <laughs> they were gone. I'm laughing the whole time because I know where the story is going. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All the pieces were gone. I was like, what do you mean you don't remember? So now we're missing like half of this Clue Junior set. I am upset yet once again because these freaking <laughs> siblings keep losing my stuff. Um, granted, I guess this was partially my fault, but in my head at that time, it was totally Eileen's fault. Uh, but yeah, so we lost all those clue pieces. I guess it didn't quite matter because the game wasn't all that great. We had regular clue anyway that we understood and were able to play. So At the but. time, though? Oh my god, things like that. <laughs> It was such like, a bummer. I was exactly, like, hey, like, we didn't even like have the game that for that long. To us. Yeah. yeah, we didn't even have the game for that long. It was like, come on, man. Remember where you hide things. Yeah. And that is the moral of the story. Exactly. <laughs> so my my story is um, we're all playing a game at night. Uh, and I think we had a friend over. We were playing Mall Madness. Yeah. Great game from what I can remember. <laughs> um, and so in the game, I don't, I don't remember exactly how it played, but essentially you're in the mall and you have different objectives. And there's a device in the middle that's battery operated that tells you what to do and like is keeping track of score, I think. And so we, we played this game a lot, I feel like. Um, we did, yeah. Yeah, we did, for sure. It was electronic, hello. Was, yeah, so we were like, oh my gosh, this is the coolest thing ever. <laughs> And so we're playing, it's late at night, we're, we're young, I don't know how old we were, although there's like five years between all of us, so there's a bit of an age range. So all of a sudden we're playing, and the device in the middle says, player blue, move three spaces! The <laughs> 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 batteries must have been dying, but we're like, we scream. <laughs> We run out of the room <laughs> like it's possessed. <laughs> We're going to die. <laughs> I don't know if we ever played again. Um, yeah. I feel like that was the last that time. Was, that was the end of it. We were yeah. like, oh, it's, yeah. it's well, we got a demented copy of the game. Like, <laughs> there's, there's well, we possessor. partially didn't play it anymore because it needed new batteries and that was it. Right. Whenever right. a game needed new batteries, it was over. It's <laughs> so true. We would tell our mom, and she'd be like, "Christmas is coming up," and then not get us batteries. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think. I think just, and we don't. We don't actually have to include this um, in in the in the end of the podcast. But 
an honorable mention of I was I was an angry child and <laughs> we used to have uh Disney Monopoly which was actually Melissa's game yeah and that was I think like the first board game I ever got I remember you opening that that was like yeah. I was hyped yeah and it was actually a nice Monopoly game like the pieces were like yes. metal pieces yeah it was, it was nice. actually it was very pretty it was a nice mold too like each yeah. character was actually a really nice mold i admit yeah, yeah. yeah. we still have it yeah, yeah like even like the little cottages and everything it was all yeah good. and oh good and pieces. it came with the magic kingdom yeah that was the bit of, yeah good stuff <laughs> uh. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's really hype up this one <laughs> This beautiful game that was our first game ever. That was really Melissa's game. One day, I was angry, and I took one of the $50 bills, and I ripped it in half. (laughs) I still have it. And I knew how angry Melissa would be. (laughs) I did it anyway. Uh, These freaking kids, they lost my pieces. Yeah. <laughs> they ripped them and broke them. Well, I did you feel guilty right after? Definitely not. That's an excellent question. I don't know. I don't remember. All right. Because uh, I know that I sometimes happens. Myself, yes. All right. I felt, I felt so much guilt. <laughs> <laughs> if it makes you feel any better, I don't care anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's not true. I feel like a part of you still cares. <laughs> I know. Over one of your blue $50 bills. It, yeah, that's true. So, yeah, I wound up taping it together, and I still have that $50 bill. And I'm like, and any, every time, anytime we pull it out, I'm like, Eileen, you remember this? <laughs> Look what you did. <laughs> oh, man. Granted, we don't really play Monopoly anymore, so not really pulling out that $50 bill. Right, right. All right, well, this has been another Meet the Team. Thank you so much for listening. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Melissa McCack. You could also follow our Facebook page called Room 51. Uh, let us know what you think, if you have any siblings or any, like, super best friends that you grew up with, uh, any sort of horror board game stories that you've got. We would love to know. Anyway, this has been Room 51.